0: morning again. Great to have you all. Stay with us. Come on in, Randy. This lady has been and will continue to become more and more familiar to all of us. I'll let her give her testimony.
1: Good morning. My name is Andy Lloyd. On March 15th of this year, I became a born-again Christian.
0: Amen.
1: Today I will be baptized as an affirmation of my salvation and union with Christ. I'm honored to be here and share with you my testimony. Praise God. My original testimony was quite lengthy. I wrote about how I was baptized in the Catholic Church, went to catechism, made my first communion, how my mom was excommunicated because she divorced my dad when I was seven, about how my dad died when I was nine. I wrote about the physical and sexual abuse I experienced as a child, and about how I hadn't been to church in 40 years and not knowing God. I wrote about my sins and how something was missing from my life. While all of that happened and had an impact on my life's choices and decisions, that's not why I came to Jesus Christ. I prayed to God that he would guide me in writing this testimony. He did. I came to Christ because of my children, my two adult children. children my two adult estranged children, estranged for nearly 20 years. I've beaten myself up every day, wondering what I did, why they won't talk to me. I lost all hope. I gave up. Whatever faith I had was gone. I was empty and alone, and I didn't care anymore. At first, I thought I probably shouldn't talk about this here, not wanting to publicly disgrace my kids. But after all these years, it's not about them, it's about me. How can I fix what's broken if I don't know what's broken? I apologize many times. Line of communication is non-existent. I pray that my kids are happy, healthy, and safe, and I also pray that they will find Jesus and open their hearts to receive God's gift of grace. My daughter is 44. She's married and has no children. My son is 41. He's also married. He has three children. The oldest is probably nine two young grandsons and a young granddaughter whom I've never met, whom I've never held, whom I've never hugged, whom I've never kissed, whom I've never said I love you too. How could God do this to me? My heart was heavy, my heart was beaten, my heart was broken, and my heart cried out for hope. I met Rose about nine years ago and she was a cardiac nurse caring for my husband Bob during daily treatments. We became friends, really great friends. Occasionally, we'd go out to breakfast with Rose. She would talk about God, church, and her spiritual life, and encourage both Bob and I to explore the Bible. I was confused and ignorant. I was embarrassed that I didn't know God or much about him. Yet, the seed was planted. And you know what? God did that. One day this past February, Bob and I came home from errands. We sat in the car in our driveway and talked. I said to him, I've been thinking about Rose's, what Rose has been saying. I looked at him. I patted my chest, and I said, you know, Bob, got to be more in my life there's got to be more and at that moment I knew things were about to happen things were about to change and things were about to get better and you know what God did that I was quite young when Bob and I got married I was just 18 he was 29 both families were concerned about the age difference but we were in love and determined to make it work many ups and downs over the years in September we'll be married 45 years I love you, Bob, with all that I have, for better or worse, and everything in between. I so appreciate your patience and all you do to encourage me. I will always be with you and always be there for you. And you know what? God did that. And, Bob, I pray you too will open your heart to salvation and feel the wonderful gift of his grace. In early March, I watched church livestream. I have to admit, I wasn't drawn in. Sorry, Pastor Tim. <laughs> I was lost and confused.
0: It's proof we're not an attractional model church.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was lost and confused, but I knew I had to keep trying. I watched again the following week. Still lost and still confused. <laughs> well, Rose told me about Sharon, that she wanted to meet me. I knew why. Rose and I met with Sharon at Sharon's home in that infamous back room. Sharon is truly a gift to everyone she touches, and I love her so much. Sharon and I got to know each other a little bit. We talked about God, church, and the Bible. She asked me if I wanted to be saved, and I said yes. She prayed openly for me while I silently confessed my sins to Jesus Christ and welcomed him as my Savior. He forgave me, and I was born again. He touched me. Jesus died on the cross for my sins, for me, for my sins. On March 15th, that seed was watered. That seed sprouted. And you know what? God did that. Amen. I didn't feel any different right away, so I kind of questioned, was I really saved? Well, the next day I knew the heaviness and darkness that was held cast within my heart for years was gone. I have a new heart. I feel whole again. I'm a better person, having a new perspective, a new path. I'm at peace. I'm getting to know and love God more and more, and my relationship with him deepens every day. I know he'll be with me always, and I with him. I'm humbled I'm grateful. His gift of grace is amazing. I went to church for the first time in 40 years. This is where I need to be. This is where I want to be. And Pastor Tim, I'm beginning to understand. Okay. <laughs> you know what? God, God did, did that right? <laughs> I'm forever grateful for Rose, my dear friend and beloved sister in Christ who planted that seed. I'm so glad you did. You've taken me under your wing, taking me to church with you in Bible study classes every week. As my disciple, you're always here for me, inspiring my heart every day, answering all my questions. I love you so much, and thank God you're helping me move forward in my spiritual journey. The seed is growing, and it continues to be nurtured. And you know what? God did that. I still haven't heard from my kids, and it still hurts. I love them unconditionally. Every day is a blessing. I still struggle, but now I have the Holy Spirit inside, and God is right here when I need him. I find comfort in Jesus. I have hope, and right now that's what I need hope. And you know what? God did that.
0: Praise God, Rose, right? Your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and desire to obey Him in baptism. I'm proud to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son. see why I don't mind stopping preaching about 15-20 minutes early? Amen. I I need to get preached to as well, you know? anyways, God does this, <laughs> come on in, yeah, hello my friend, hello, good morning, <laughs> good morning, good morning. <laughs> this is Sophie, did I get that right? Yes. The first few times I didn't. It
2: was Sophia for a little while. It was
0: Sophia for a little while, but it's really Sophie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all Thanks right. for being here. Share
2: your testimony. Thank you. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, for you, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sophie Fordyce. Uh, I wanted to start this out by saying I'm beyond blessed with the wisdom of the Lord to have finally made my choice to stand up here today and proclaim the Lord as my Savior to all of you. <coughs> I was raised in a home where one of my parents was raised strictly Catholic and the other was Protestant. My parents believed in God and growing up they told me who God was and left me my own devices. With that freedom I attended many different churches and investigated the basis of many different religions. For a short time in my life I was attending the weekly Wednesday youth group at a Christian church with one of my best friends. That same summer I spent a week at Bible camp and felt the Lord pulling me closer every night we attended worship which was followed by a sermon i would always leave crying and feeling so lost yet so loved and i was not sure why because of my confusion i turned away from the lord and tried to fill my fill the void of sadness with the worldly with worldly actions as i continued to grow i started facing issues that many young girls do i had no self-confidence i did not like look the way like the girls who everyone loved I was not smart enough and I was never going to be enough. I let boys take advantage of me and I started to do the least amount of work I needed to do to get by in school. I did get by, to say the least, but then came my second semester of freshman year of college. I spent days in bed, no showering, no eating, no socializing, and I was always sleeping. I lied to everybody around me that I was okay and that I was just studying. Then I realized I hadn't been to any of my classes and I needed to withdraw from the semester. I took a semester off and could have not felt more lost in my life. I was then diagnosed with manic depression and started attending therapy and got got on my medication. I then entered my season of numbness. I decided I needed to try to go to college further away from home and try to make myself more independent from my parents. I did this and met some of my best friends and I was doing okay and I was feeling okay. But after a year and a half, I felt a draw to come home, and that I did. Soon after returning to the Cleveland area, I saw a post from this guy that I always adored in high school, AKA my now husband, Ryan Fordyce. (laughs) I messaged him, and he asked me on a date to his place where he made me dinner. The first night, I made sure to tell him I did not know how I felt about God or religion. And he said, you know, that's okay. My family's Christian, and before my parents moved to Texas, We used to always go to church at Grace Church of Menor. They're actually moving back soon, maybe sometime we can go with them. For some reason, then and there, my heart was opened. Soon after, I started attending church on a weekly basis where I met some of the most loving and understanding people. I met Pastor Tim, who was saddened by the fact he couldn't hug his church family because of COVID. (laughs) I went to services where everything that was preached came straight from the Bible. I felt like I was home, I felt like I needed to learn who the Lord was and why he brought me here. Ryan and I started our discipleship with his parents and we started going over the foundations. I had like so many questions and Jason and Kelly had a piece of scripture to turn to to answer every single one of those questions. Kelly and I were driving home from an event one day and we had a conversation about salvation. And within the hour, I professed Christ as my savior and my life changed. I was no longer numb. Every feeling in the world rushed over me. As I prayed for guidance to write out my testimony, I reflected on two Bible verses. The first one is 1 John 1.1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This verse reminded me to look at the work God has done in my life. He alone carried me through and allowed me to stand here today. He has worked in my life and has showed me that I am a broken sinner, yet I am enough for him. That every choice and obstacle I have faced thus far in life was placed there by him to bring me closer to him. He gave his only son to walk on this earth and to endure the worst death any person could ever imagine so that my sin could be forgiven. What is this love? This is a love that I will never fully be fully capable of understanding. The second verse I reflected on was Revelation 12, 10 through 11. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, have been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. This verse says, This verse reminds me that my testimony can be a reminder to me and to others that God is my God and that my past sins no longer define me. It reminds me that God has rescued me and accepted me as his child even with my sin. I find it interesting that the word testimony comes from the Greek word meaning witness. Let me in my life be a witness to the work of, that the work God can do. I am but a baby in my journey of living a Christ-like life. I find myself surrounded by the most loving, Christ-like believers. You are all my church family, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and through the word of God and the help of my brothers and sisters, I strive to grow and become more Christ-like. I'm not religious. I'm Christian. I'm a child of God. I was woven together in my, in, by the Lord in my, mom, my mother's womb. I am perfectly imperfect, and Jesus is my Savior.
0: Amen. We can all say, God did that. God did that. <laughs> so many things I want to say, but I'm out of time. So let's baptize you. Okay. okay. All right. One hand over, one hand under. There you go. All right. Sophie. I got it right. Yes. All right. Good. Wow. Find your desire to obey the Lord in baptism and identify with his body who's in Christ. I'm proud to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son. all stand together and be dismissed with a word of prayer. I'd like to just pray for Andy and her family. And pray for God's protection on Sophie as we close. Father in heaven, we love you forever. Worshiping you for what you've done for us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for allowing us to be ear witness and eyewitness of how Your miraculous grace has transformed yet another two lives. We worship you for that. We lift up to you, Lord, Andy and her family. Lord, may she know the riches of spiritual family within her biological family as she realizes them here. May they know the mercy and the patience and the grace of God in Christ. And Lord, use her testimony as lived out in her transformed lifestyle to be the light of the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for using Rose in such a timely way in Andy's life. We lift up Sophie, Lord, that her light would be the same to those around her who need the Lord Jesus, the light of Christ, I pray, Lord, that you would spiritually and physically protect her. Allow her, Lord, to see spiritual fruit in her own life, not only in personal growth, but also in being able to lead others to Christ. We Pray for Kelly as she disciples her. You'd spiritually and physically protect her, Jason, Ryan, her husband. Lord, we... I just need to... Stand for a moment and reflect before you on how much you really want to use all of us like you've used Rose and Kelly in this situation. Lord, would you be pleased to do that for me? Would you be pleased to do that for each of us? As we live together unto the cause of our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. We love you all. See you at 6 o'clock this evening.